10, 5, he's into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas State. Deflected into the hands of Feltz, Avery for three, hits! Culver is safe, the Red Wolves have walked it off! Welcome to the Second to None Podcast, the A-State Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else. Matt Stoltz and Brad Boba. And we welcome you in to the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Matt and Brad with you. No football to recap this week. The A-State football team with a much-needed bye this past weekend after nine consecutive Saturdays to open up the year. It always feels strange to have an open Saturday during football season. It's warranted. It's it's well-earned. I mean, A-State was the, you know, the only team in the Sun Belt that had already played nine games, last team to get its by. So, and then, you know, without any midweeks, so you never even kind of snuck in an extra day here or there. It was just a Saturday and a Saturday and a Saturday, you know, nine times in a row. And obviously we've seen the, the physical toll that's taken. So uh, well-earned and much-deserved bye week for the football team. No football, but basketball is here. And we've got a special guest coming up here in the next few minutes. Really looking forward to sitting down with one of the A-State women's basketball newcomers. Izzy Higginbottom will be in studio. And this was a big-time get for Destiny Rogers and her staff, a Northeast Arkansas high school legend coming back home. Yeah, so, I mean, people are going to love that. An easy drive anymore from Batesville uh, down to Jonesboro. Now, there's it's not a straight drive, and there's about 12 ways you can go, and I think all 12 of them take the exact same amount of time. So it probably <laughs> depends on what part of town you're coming from to where you're heading, but I think uh, Independence County will be well represented over the course of the season at First National Bank Arena. We'll talk with Izzy again coming up here in the next few minutes, but we're recording this before Monday night's men's basketball season opener with Harding. But this past week, we did get our first chance to watch them in game action. They played an exhibition against Voorhees College last Wednesday night, and I think it was really neat to see a lot of those newcomers that we've heard a lot about in the offseason, nine newcomers on this roster for Mike Bellato's team. And watching these guys for the first time, I thought there were a lot of encouraging things. One guy we heard a lot about from those three games in the Dominican back in August was Omar El Sheik, 6'8", post player out of Egypt, and he didn't disappoint. Moved around really well, had 18 points, nine rebounds, and another guy that really stood out as far as the newcomers, Terrence Ford, a true freshman point guard, and uh, in that exhibition had 12 points, five assists, Five steals, didn't turn the ball over, and I know it's a small sample size, but enough to get you a little bit excited about what might be coming. Well, there's a rumor out there that had this team played a super secret scrimmage against UAPB, that had that happened, it would have turned the ball over 27 times, and that number was down to 10 in this game with Voorhees, so I know they were happy about that. The guys you talked about, played well and you know Omar El Sheik is a guy that they gotta realistically they gotta have come and play right away he's an old guy he's 24 years old he in the grad transfer he's got one more trip and so he has come in and made an immediate impact Terrence Ford what you said you know is 
he's going to be fun to watch as he continues to grow. The same for Isaiah Nelson. The, the, oh, yeah. The, the freshman big is just going to keep getting six ten better and better. So, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch, uh, watch them get out there on Wednesday. And we got our first look at the 7-2 post player, Aladin Butayeb, and he's out of Casablanca, Morocco. <laughs> We've got him from all over anymore. But And, and uh, as you would imagine, I go back to the um, boots and ballers, like the preseason event for men's basketball. Nobody in that place took more photos that night than A.B. Is that right? Oh, everybody <laughs> wanted their picture with the seven-footer. Of, of course they did. <laughs> As far as some of the... But he uh, and I were standing we looked like an exclamation point. I bet you did. And, well, you weren't the only one. As far as the uh, newcomers, it was exciting to see them. But I think we're seeing a lot of improvement from the returners as well on this men's basketball team. And Avery Feltz is somebody who Mike Bellato has been begging to shoot more over the last couple of years. And... The most encouraging thing from that exhibition game was that he put up seven threes in that game. They didn't have to be wide open looks that were uncontested for him to put it up. And look, Coach Bellotto's fine with that. He trusts Avery to take good shots. He hit three of those seven threes. Last year, you had Norshad O'Meara. You're trying to get the ball inside to him a little bit more. This is an A-State team that's going to shoot a lot more from outside and You've got the guys to do it with Avery Feltz and Malcolm Farrington in particular. When Farrington gets back out there, he's coming back off a, you know an injury to a shooting hand, which really I think physically is cleared from. So I think it'll be soon for him. But those are guys. When Coach Bellato says it, I believe him 100. percent Malcolm Farrington, Avery Feltz are guys who if they're going to get yanked out of a game, it's going to be for not shooting it enough. They're never going to say, "I'm pulling you out because you shot it too much." To those two guys. Marquise Davis, another guy who you hear so much about, just his improvements over the offseason. And uh, he has been fantastic leading up to his senior season. But he had 14 points and five rebounds in that exhibition game as well. But again, the season opener against Harding on Monday. They'll take on LSU on the road coming up on Friday. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on. Meanwhile, the A-State women are going to open up their season Thursday, 11.30 a.m. tip time for the season opener against uh, against Louisiana. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Can't even bring yourself to say it. I know. But But listen, uh, I am so excited about seeing this women's team. I think I'm going to go catch this game in person. Are you? Yeah. Number one, especially with some of the road improvement that's happened going through that part of South Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, if it was in the Sun Belt, would be the closest trip for Arkansas State. Now it's shorter to get to Ruston than to Monroe by just a little bit. And so... uh, Looking forward to hopping down there. The 1130 tip obviously helps that. So really looking forward to seeing uh, Coach Rogers and, and this team. We're really looking forward to visiting with Izzy Higginbottom. She's in studio and she's going to join us next here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. When we play today, we win something bigger than ribbons or trophies. We win our tomorrows. Wherever we play, wherever we fight, wherever we overcome odds, we're winning our way. Simmons Bank is committed to supporting women athletes in the communities we serve and are proud to be an official sponsor of A-State Women's Athletics. Not just for a season, but for a winning future. Seasons are short, 
but fierce is forever. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. And we welcome you back in to the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. We are pleased to be joined in studio today by one of the newest members of the A-State women's basketball team from Batesville, Arkansas. It's Izzy Higginbottom. How you doing, Izzy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're here because you're a Northeast Arkansas product. You are back home in Arkansas, and you've got quite the story to tell. But one thing that we want to do first is just kind of get to know your background a little bit. Tell us about your family. How did you get into basketball? I didn't really come from a basketball family, really. I'm I'm the first, you know, Division One collegiate athlete. So it was just kind of... I don't know. I I just, you know, was like every other kid, kind of did all the sports and just kind of realized basketball was my thing. And I, I just enjoyed it the most. And I love the pace, the speed of the game, which is something I still enjoy today and just the competition of it. So I started doing that, I would say, around kindergarten and then got into it like competitively on a community team in third grade. And then just for fun and kind of just played around after that and then peewee basketball started in around fifth grade so that's when I really actually got into it and just took off from there and joined AAU and that's when really things started taking off for me I want to back it up one step from there at any point in your life were you Isabella or was it Izzy from the tip it was Izzy from the tip uh other than like my my mom and my dad, they call me Isabella, especially in serious like circumstances. <laughs> Isabella Rose, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're like everybody else. When you get that full name from your parents, yeah. that's never a good thing. <laughs> right, right. But other than that, like my mom just gave me the nickname Izzy or Is. A lot of people just call me Is for short. So yeah. So even your nickname has a nickname. Yeah, even but my nickname has a nickname. <laughs> So, okay, you mentioned you played a bunch of different sports. When did you realize basketball was your deal? Definitely fifth grade because I had stopped playing like softball, I would say fourth grade. I stopped playing softball because I'm just like, being outside in this heat is not for me. Like, I got to do something else. <laughs> like, it really started before that, probably in kindergarten with little dribblers. I just remember seeing like the instructor and what he was doing with the ball. And I was just like, that was something I saw. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do as good as he's doing at that, <laughs> you know. I mean, obviously, we all saw you come up through Batesville. But were you a lifer there? Were you Batesville born and raised? I was born and raised in Batesville. But I went to – so I started off in elementary school and kindergarten through uh, – second grade at Batesville at West Magnet Elementary and then my mom got a job at Southside which is right across the river you know and so we moved to Southside and then some things went down and it just kind of pushed me to move back over to Batesville which was just amazing I'm so glad and grateful that that happened out and worked out the way that it did because playing for coach Fowler and just how he just let me play my game that was just amazing for me so one thing i want to ask and i wanted to talk about coach fowler obviously you know a lot of fans listening here know stan fowler and obviously know his daughter Brittany played at arkansas state and is married to our friend and colleague philip butterfield but the biggest question about playing for stan fowler is 
I want to know if you actually knew every one of your Batesville teammates' names. Because y'all would show up for the NEA <laughs> tournament and have about 114 kids on the roster. <laughs> yes. There wasn't enough room on the bench. You had Batesville kids sitting in the first three rows of the seats at yeah. First National Bank Arena. Did you know every kid on that Batesville team? I did, yeah. I mean, that was really cool because Coach Fowler's the type. Like, he's not going to be one of those coaches that tries to make those other players like hate it to where they want to quit like he wants as many people that want to play basketball to be on the team so I really respected that about him your history here in Jonesboro and and Brad mentioned the NEA tournament and uh, I was talking with Cade Carlton who will be calling the the women's games again this season but uh, he said hey make sure you ask Izzy about the championship games Mm -hmm. of the NEA tournament where you had multiple years in a row there where you ended up in the championship game against Nettleton and Alana Eaton. Tell us about those memories of those games. Yeah, definitely. I think we made it to the finals all four years of my high school career. And I think my freshman year it was against Valley View, but the rest of the three years was against Nettleton. So we got very familiar with playing Nettleton and obviously Alana Eaton and just her game and stuff. But the one that I remember so very well was my sophomore year, the championship game that we actually ended up winning. That was just such a cool atmosphere. Like, obviously, it's fun every year. The NEA tournament is so fun. Like, I can't wait to watch it this year. But that was just a special moment because I think we hadn't really we hadn't played Nettleton since I'd been there or maybe we did the year before in the district tournament but that was like the first time playing against them in the NEA tournament for me everybody knew like we were the underdogs so we kind of had something out there to prove and we just all came ready to play and knew that they wanted to play fast and how athletic they were so that was a fun game. Since we're talking NEA tournament, because it's coming up, this is the 75th NEA tournament, and lot, there's always a lot of conversation about what the future holds for it, because there aren't that many single elimination tournaments, and coaches want three-game guarantees, and this, and that, and the other thing, but you've already kind of touched on it. From a player's standpoint, talk about why it's still a big deal to come to Arkansas State and get on that floor and play in the NEA. The NEA is a big tournament for Northeast Arkansas and Arkansas in general, and It's a big stage for kids just to be able to compete, and that's what it's about. The NEA tournament, competing on the Arkansas State floor, it's about competing. Like, who who wants it more? Who's going to be the last one standing? So... And you had some good games in that building. I'm sure that eventually (laughs) kind of helped your decision. It certainly didn't hurt your decision to eventually come to Arkansas State. Yeah, it certainly helped my decision because, (laughs) you know, it's like home. This floor is like home to me. This gym's, I'm no stranger to it for sure. So let's talk about your high school career just a little bit more. And as a junior, you led Batesville to a state championship named tournament MVP Mm -hmm. that junior season. But uh, your senior year, you actually set an Arkansas high school record with 57 points in a state tournament quarterfinal game. What kind of zone do you have to be in to (laughs) to score 57 points in the state tournament? I was just in a zone pretty much the same zone that I had been all throughout my high school career. Like, I just wanted to win. Uh, I don't care who, you know, gets the credit, but I'm going to do what I can do to help my team win. And I didn't even realize I was at, like, 50 points you know I I think I looked up there during the third quarter 
and I was like shooting a free throw and of course the scoreboard's like right behind the basketball goal so I happened to look up there and I think there was like three minutes left in the third quarter and I, I have 35 or 40 something points and I'm like okay like I don't know where that came from but let's keep rolling with it because uh we ended up actually going into an overtime with Parkview so yeah I was just like there's no way I'm losing the first round of the state tournament my senior year so and you won the game and 87 we won the game. 77 yeah. So they scored 87 points. And this is why I thought was interesting, and I want you to speak to this, is that obviously you were a volume scorer, and the whole world knew that what you guys were doing was going to run through you. But you guys, when you watched you guys play, it wasn't a – you had four kids standing around watching Izzy go. So talk about getting 57, but it's sort of being within the flow of what you guys did on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely uh, within the flow of the offense. Like I could trust my teammates to you know get me the ball when I'm open and I could trust them to knock down open shots when they were open so it was definitely a team effort and yeah I I didn't just you know get open by myself they really helped a lot out with that so you have this amazing high school career you're a top 100 recruit nationally I know you had a lot of schools that were looking at you you eventually decide to go to Missouri last year. Talk about that decision and what that experience was like a year ago. Yeah, I chose to go to Missouri, I think, at the end of my junior year. And that was just a decision, you know, I felt like internally I wanted to make for myself. And just because I know I had had a dream from a very young age to prove that I could play Power 5 basketball to myself and people who had doubted me just coming up. So, yeah, that was a really great experience. I'm so grateful for that experience. I don't regret it at all, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't home to me. And being up there just really made me realize, like, how important family is and doing what you want to do, not necessarily what you think everybody else wants to do. Well, and I believe you when you say that. You truly want to be back home Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a playing time thing. I mean, as a true freshman, you were averaging 18 minutes a game, which is a bunch for a true freshman. You were averaging six points a game. You were Mm -hmm. going to be a big part of that team if you stayed Mm -hmm. coming into this year. So it really was a decision to ultimately come back home. But was that all that influenced you to eventually leave Missouri and come to Arkansas State? I would say, yeah. Playing time wasn't an issue to me. Uh, I felt like I had a really good freshman season. Being a freshman anywhere is hard. So just coming out of that freshman season, I learned a lot and I'm able to you know, take what I learned and just the learning process and kind of help out our freshmen here and like new coming freshmen in the following year. So that's a, a really good experience in that I, sense. Obviously, I can't relate, but I, I sort of imagine and, and what you've said kind of goes along with that is that the A-State was deeply involved in your recruiting. Obviously, they were going after you with all they had to get you coming out of Batesville. But at some point, you think, even if you'd come to A-State and had a phenomenal career, you might have been 40 years old and going, wonder what happened if I went went and gone and tried to play in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And now, you got the answer to that question, you can come have your great career here. Yeah, exactly. And to go back on what you said, coming back home was obviously a big part of it. But um, I had been following Arkansas State, and once I saw that Coach Destiny Rogers – you know, was moved up to the head coaching position. Like, 
was like, that's a perfect fit for me because she's a great basketball mind. She comes from a basketball family. I had played for her dad in AAU and played with her sister throughout all of my AAU career. So knew their family very well, knew her very well. She played a big part in my initial recruiting process before I had made the decision to go to Mizzou. So I was definitely excited about that. I'm going to put this here without commentary, just a statement of facts. She said she she played with uh, Coach Rogers' sister, Winter, who just you know, it'll be a redshirt freshman at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's all out, and then we'll <laughs> go on to the next thing. All right, I'm glad you threw that out there. So, okay, you you decide to come back here, and and from what you just told us, Izzy, Coach Rogers is a big part of the reason that that you did decide to come to Arkansas State. So now that you've been here for several months now and and been with this team, just talk about the kind of environment that you see with this Arkansas State program with Coach Rogers leading the way now. Yeah, I would say she's a young coach, but she definitely knows what she's doing. She, She knows what it takes to be great. Like she played at the college level, she knows how it works. She knows what it takes, like I said. But um, just to see how she's led us thus far since I've been here in the summer, it's been great to see because I feel like we're continuing to just build and get better each day. And she holds us to a really high standard. So that's what you have to do as a head coach. Now, in basketball in general, the answer to this question from the NBA on down gets a little muddy. But I'm going to ask it anyway. If somebody came up to you and said, oh, you play at Arkansas State, what position do you play? Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? I would say point guard or shooting guard. You know, I play both, either or. So are you a one that can play the two or are you a two that can play the one? I would say one that can play the two. Yeah. Primary position, point guard. but She wants the ball in her hands. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they do too. <laughs> Everybody's happy that way. So... Tell us about your teammates. What, what do you think about this group that you've been practicing with uh, this season, uh, about to get underway this coming week? Tell us how you feel about this team right now. I'm really excited about this team. We obviously have things like every team that we've got to work through, and like it's not going to be perfect right now, especially when we haven't got the opportunity to, to uh, play in a real game and see what we actually need to work on. But we have a talented group. It's like the type of group that any game it could be somebody's night you know like if we're all having a great night then we're going to be really hard to beat but if one of us isn't having a good night like the others are going to step up and you know carry some weight off that you got some shooters you can kick it to don't you Mm, yeah we for sure got some shooters uh jade upshaw she's a really great shooter and Honestly, L.A., Lauren Pendleton, she's been doing a lot better with her shot, and she's showing that she can shoot it as well. You're not afraid to put it up. I'm not afraid to put it up. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about your teammates. You got one here with you today as we're recording. Bree Beck, yeah. Bree, how many times have you guys had to hear about that 57-point game? Never from me. Huh? (laughs) Not that many. Well, that's a good friend right there that'll cover for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, never from me. Never hear about it from me. <laughs> because, I mean, did you walk in and, and ask if you could be number 57? Did, that, did you want that to be your uniform? <laughs> no, but, you know, it's kind of funny because 
when I went up to Mizzou, they actually gave me the nickname Heinz 57. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell anybody about that when wow, I came here. Wow, okay. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting nickname. Well, but. I think we may have just found yeah. a, a nickname yeah. <laughs> for Izzy. But it's great to have you here. And, and I think just the reaction through social media, you know, as soon as the announcement was made and anytime you have somebody that, that had a great high school career like you, but especially one that they're familiar with already. It excites the fan base and it's got to be good coming back home, being able to to play for a coach that you obviously respect, a, a team that you seem to have a lot of confidence in right now. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm so honest when I say this, but like every day I feel so grateful to be here. So I'm really happy to be here. So is there any pressure that goes with that, right? I mean, you haven't officially, you haven't played a minute at Arkansas State, but here you are doing this, and and all these people did watch you play in high school, are getting to watch you now. They know you're the kid that went and played in the SEC and coming home. And uh, how do you tune that stuff out when it comes time to just play? Yeah, I'm no stranger to pressure. I've dealt with pressure for a long time now, but I would say just from like freshman year, and something I learned is uh, you can't play with pressure on your mind like you can't play with expectations you can take that with you in a a lot of things in life like I just don't go in with any expectations I'm just gonna play to play play to win and I believe everything will work out if you do that well long term I know you want to have a great career here at Arkansas State but after basketball what's the plan what are you studying right Mm -hmm. now yeah I'm studying exercise science right now but I know I'm probably going to end up coaching. I, I don't know. You're but just delaying it? Yeah, delaying. I'm kind of running from it a little bit, but who knows? I might want to go overseas and play a little bit. I'm just kind of going with the flow. Well, you don't have to rush into those decisions because you've got, well, three good years here at Arkansas State. Yes, sir. And uh, can't wait to see you in action coming up this week at Louisiana Tech for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Finally get to be out there for the first time wearing that scarlet and black and i know you're excited about that yes sir thank you so much that's izzy higginbottom joining us here in studio we've got more to come here on the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank right after this the simmons bank card alerts app lets you get more from your simmons debit and credit cards set transaction alerts to be notified of certain card activity and choose how you receive each alert you can suspend your card set a spend limit or decline specific transaction types you can even manage multiple cards if your debit card is lost or stolen or you're opening a new account you can immediately get a new card just by visiting your nearby simmons branch learn more at simmonsbank.com forward slash debit card simmons bank member fdic wrapping things up here on the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank Taking a look at what else is happening in the world of A-State athletics this week. The soccer team wrapped up their season this past Wednesday. They went in to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament as the number three seed. And they ended up falling in the quarterfinals to Old Dominion by the score of one to nothing. ODU able to get a late goal in that one and it proved to be the game winner well you don't have to go back very far to remember the other match these two teams played at ODU and you talk about a late goal Arkansas State scored with 28 seconds left to win that one one Darby Stotts game winner one of uh, three she had on the season so uh, these two teams are familiar with playing tight 
low-scoring matches. They had another one in the tournament, and you know this one didn't fall the Red Wolves' way. Meanwhile, the baseball team wrapped up fall practices with their fall World Series over the weekend. And look, very encouraging reports from Tommy Raffo and the coaching staff. They really like this new group of players they brought in. It was just here in the last couple of months that Coach Raffo was in here on this podcast. And we talked about all the new players that they brought in. They have totally revamped this roster. 22 newcomers on the team. And I think they were really excited about what they saw over the course of the fall practices. And yeah, they played the fall World Series, the intra-squad games over the, the course of the last weekend. But before that, you know, able to play some games against Southern Illinois and against Missouri the weekend before they had actually gone up to Columbia. They played a nine-inning game and a seven-inning game, and they tied them both. A 10-10 tie in the nine-inning game (laughs) and a 4-4 tie in the seven-inning game. So some good things uh, as far as uh, what we were able to see, what that coaching staff was able to see throughout the course of fall practice. Alumni weekend next weekend. Okay. So... A lot of stuff going on with them. Uh, we talked about teams looking forward to seeing. Obviously, that's one of them. To see, uh, it's honestly a great old big chemistry experiment when you bring in that many new players. And, and uh, so far, I would think they'd like what they've seen. Hey, congratulations to Coach Gerwig and the A-State volleyball team. Volleyball winning both of their matches Friday and Saturday over ULM. One in four sets on Friday. Swept the Warhawks on Saturday. They'll now wrap up the regular season this week as they travel to Marshall playing matches Thursday and Friday. They had their senior day on Saturday before their last home match with ULM. Men's basketball, mentioned them off the top. Uh, They've got the game coming up Saturday at 5 o'clock against LSU. Now, radio-wise, there's a conflict with the football game on our network. That means we'll carry the men's basketball game on the ticket radio network. And I hate it because can't go see our buddy, John Brady, who is back on the radio broadcast again for LSU. He's done it the last several years. And Look, I've been doing this 18 years. We, we've never played LSU in anything during all this time. This is the first time that an A-State team has gone down to Baton Rouge in quite some time. So huh. a, a big challenge coming up Saturday I, I at guess, 5. I guess that's right. That uh, Now, football, I guess, was 03. I got here in 05. Well, was it 03 or 04? It may, I think it was 04. I, I think my first year doing women's basketball, we played in a tournament. At LSU. Okay. We walked into practice. We were practicing after the LSU men. That was my first ever exposure to John Brady was to hear him conducting a practice. <laughs> so you can imagine what that <laughs> what that may have sounded like. And that so and then yeah, I think we went the because I think then the following season was when we went down there and played them them coming off a national championship. Played them in Death Valley again. The game Saturday at LSU and then Monday. The Red Wolves will be back home to take on Lyon College, 7 o'clock the tip time for that one. The women's team, talked about it earlier, they'll play their season opener coming up Thursday at Louisiana Tech, an 11.30 tip time for that one. And then they'll be on the road Monday at 6 when they travel to Tennessee Martin. 
So busy week basketball wise. A couple of I like the games. Uh, a State's starting its season with on the women's side. You know, similar type schools and programs that that you can get in the car and, and drive to, and so they got a couple of those to start the season before they get home. I think it's, it's always the sixteenth before they get on the home floor. Of course, the football team will be back in action this week. Coming off the bye, they'll be home playing their non-conference finale against UMass. Kickoff set for 2 o'clock. Our coverage on the radio side begins at noon. You can also see that game on ESPN3. Looking forward to seeing how this football team finishes up the season now hopefully they'll be a little bit healthier than they were in the south alabama game when they take the field against umass and and listen we understand the situation right in terms of how the season's going with the injuries and, and this and that but from that standpoint like internally in both of those buildings both in jonesboro and up at amherst i'm sure both these teams are treating this like a big game right it's a game Neither of these teams are going to want to not win. And I know that's the case every week, but I really think you're going to see both teams really, really getting after it to try to get a win in that one. I got to do something a little bit different last week as well during the bye week. Wednesday morning, got up early and went to the football complex. We actually filmed a TV show segment for Coach Jones' TV show about the G League. And if you don't know what the G League is, it's the growth league for the true freshman class of the football program. And the strength and conditioning coach, Jeff Jones, does a a fantastic job kind of leading that up. But I was really encouraged just by how together that freshman class is. And during a bye week at 6.30 in the morning, they're lifting weights, and the energy and the encouragement with one another was just off the charts and got to kind of witness that and was really impressed. And And this is a program that not everybody has. I mean, not every college football program has something like this. It, it's like another off-season inside the 14 mm-hmm. weeks of the actual football season. And you know, these guys are getting prepared physically, but also mentally. They're learning how to eat right. Nutrition is a big emphasis in this G League program. But I came away extremely impressed from, from what I saw the other day. And again, it, it's stuff about building the Arkansas State program. Right. I mean, obviously, you've got two things going on. You've got the team you have at a particular time and you have your program. And sometimes people get so hung up on whether or not a team is winning in that given moment. But this staff is doing everything supposed to do to build a winning program, which has better long term dividends than just trying to go all in on building one good team. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. What do you need to talk about? Well, just encourage folks to make plans to you know, be out there this weekend for football. You know, it's our Heroes Day thing. So there's a lot of uh, the, the similar concept we did with the students, which obviously you know, the weather kind of kept from having any sort of impact. Oh, yeah. But the ability, you know, we're doing that same sort of thing with active military or, or veterans or you know, first responders, hospital employees, local government employees, same type of things uh, to have them out at the game. There's a group out of central Arkansas coming down for a uh, 
flyover before kickoff. We'll have that going on. Uh, some different things like that. Hey, one thing I think would be neat, hopefully people enjoy when the gates open Saturday, our eSports team, the Arkansas State eSports team, is going to be set up on the concourse. And they're going to have this uh, a couple of setups going where you can come in and play Madden. What they've talked about doing is they can set it up to where basically – your game is one play. You come in, it's fourth and goal from the 10, and you got to score to win. And so you people could be able to do that you know, prior to kickoff too. So we'll have a little fun this weekend and uh, hopefully cheer on these Red Wolves to a victory. Looking forward to that. And hopefully we got a lot of good stuff to talk about next week when we join you again for another edition of the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank.